Zen Parenting Radio. My name is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. And we have a packed show for you today. We do. Um, you're going to be um, talking about three observations, or no, three, no, three ways. three ways to be more conscious of yourself, how you present yourself, and your parenting. And the reason why I wanted to do this is because we got a lot of feedback on our last show mm-hmm. about don't tell your kids you're proud of them. Right. And I think some people were like, they were interested to listen to it, but there was also some eye rolling of, right. oh my gosh, I'm trying hard enough to just get through the day, and now yeah. you're telling me I can't. Give, give me a break. You're telling me, break. me I can't do that. Like uh, Frank said yesterday, he's like, that's the fun part, right. being able to tell your children you're proud of them. Sorry. Sorry. Well, but here's the thing. We're in no way saying that saying you're proud of your children will hurt them. That means that they're, yes, it's going to be really bad. It's not. Oh. And that's the thing is I can't stand books and magazines and experts that say, do if you do this, there will be a problem. I have no desire to spread that fear. What What we're saying is if you really want to take this parenting thing to the next level and take your own consciousness to the next level, let's be thoughtful about what we really want to teach our children. And if we want to teach them intrinsic motivation which is them doing things because they know it's the right thing to do instead of teaching them to... Okay, so let's say I'm the parent, you're the kid. Okay. Kathy, I am so proud of you. Um, how? Why is that bad? It, and again, it's not bad. It's just one level of validation where you are teaching them that... It feels good to please your parents. And so I'm going to do more things to please my parents. And okay. then I learn to do things to please my boyfriend and please my best friends. And, and I'm never focusing on what makes me feel good. Okay. Option B. Okay. Kathy, you did a really good job yesterday. I am so happy for you. Oh, doesn't it just feel different? Yes. I mean, why? to me, I get the huh. Because you're saying, I see you. You give it back. You give it back. I see you. I see that this makes you happy. I see your pride. And I am going to let you own it. Right. I'm not going to sit here and go, okay, well, that's good enough for me. Now I'm proud well, of you. Well, basically, you're saying, don't do things to please me. Like, it's a byproduct that I'm pleased sure. at what you're doing. But do things for your own. I will be excited for you because you are excited. Right. And if you say, I, we've said we're proud of the girls. It's not like you're going to damage them. Don't be scared. This is not, Todd and I have no desire to spread fear. Right. It is about um, understanding that when you're like, okay, I want to take this to the next level. Maybe what's the best thing I can say to my child right now? Try. I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. Or what does that feel like? Or I can see how yeah, excited you are. Try it out. Build are. it into what you normally right. do. Say, I'm proud of you three times a day, and then say, I'm happy for you three times and a day. And see if Try it feels both. different. Yeah. So anyway, so I wanted to offer today three ways to be more conscious during the day, and it's just continuing on that path. Was that one of them or no? no? Okay. That so, was just one. So we got three more. So I'm going to talk about a few observations from my weekend so I got my agenda, you got your agenda. Do you want me to start with my one and then you can go on yours? Before you do that, I want to ask our listeners a favor. Okay. A big favor. Okay. Get on iTunes because we're trying to spread the word and our iTunes comments oh, have yeah. been a little bit slow. Well, we got in, you know, we had a ton of iTunes comments at in the, the beginning, beginning right? and now when, you know, anything's been on for a while, that dies down. Right. So get on iTunes, do a search for Zen Parenting Radio and put, if, if you've listened to more than a show or two and you like the show... Put in your rating, hopefully it's a good one, and some comments because it really helps our exposure. And at the end of the week, and at the end of this week, we will randomly draw one person who provided a comment. Make sure your email address is in there, and we will send you a free Zen Parenting Radio t-shirt. Woohoo! So. And they are super cute, and they're comfortable, and Todd yeah. made sure we got nice ones. Right. Even they're thrifty. not the cheap ones that, um, you know, 
break apart. Because sometimes you like to go cheap. I, yes, but I like comfortable t-shirts. I don't like the t-shirts that they give away at some random thing and then they're no good and they're they're itchy. And we'll also give a shout out to you on our Facebook page and say thank you to whoever you are that supplied that iTunes comment. And, um, you know, we'll just give you a lot of so, thanks um, and light. So let's move. Uh, first one, your what is your first observation? So simple one. First these thing? are very simple. So just like, you know, take these and, and run with it. Bullet, first thing. This is a bullet point. Bullet point. Simple. In the morning, when your children get up, be in a space where you can accept them with love. And what I mean by that, that might sound too dramatic. Give them a smile so the first thing they experience in the morning is you okay. I mean, if you're struggling with something, you know, that, that happens. But try and when, you're, when, you're sis, when, when your sister, when your children see your face for the first time, they're seeing you in a content place. You don't have to be inauthentically happy. You don't have to be bouncing around the room and be, you know, pretend. Just that you, they start their day on that calm note. And this sounds really simple, and it is, but can you imagine if every day, as you know, you're a child and you wake up and the first thing you see from your parent is a smile or just a sense of peace and mm. calm and not frenzied, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, and pushing you out of bed. And- well, and it's easier to do that in the morning than it is at night, at least for me. At the end of the day, and I know you could probably speak to this, it is um, you're tired, mm-hmm. you're exhausted, you've been um, on for X amount of hours with your kids, and I don't know. I don't, um, sometimes I'm just spent and I don't feel like dealing mm-hmm. with them, even if it's like bedtime stuff. I mean, I do it, but sometimes I'm just so tired I'm not completely present while I'm doing it. I'm trying to get it over with. Understood. So I can go downstairs and watch my daily show. I don't think you're alone. Yes. So I think, but in the morning it's a little bit easier because it's a fresh start. Right. So that's a good one. So that's a good one. And so when you're like, okay, because people come to me and say, you know, give me parenting tips. Okay, there's one. Tip number one. Tip number one. So now I'm going to share one of my observations from the weekend. Okay. Uh, I uh, volunteered and played in a three-on-three basketball tournament for to raise money for cancer. A friend Mm -hmm. of mine started this thing and so I played in it and I also refereed it so while I was refing it I was refing boys and girls all ages you know there was a handful of adult uh, divisions but most of them were third graders fourth graders all the way up to eighth grade and all that and I noticed a difference between the boys and the girls and it's probably Mm -hmm. not going to be mind-boggling the girls um, and the boys they both play aggressively so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that the girls don't play aggressively because the girls do they 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 get in there they get in there but what was interesting is like when sometimes the aggression goes over a certain line, they say sorry and they use their manners. Mm. And I'm like, wow, these girls are so awesome. Whereas the boys, like I had one little kid screaming at me because I was a ref because he didn't think it was a foul. How and old was the kid? He was in sixth grade. Wow. And he was screaming at you, He was huh? screaming wow. at me. He wow. said, that wasn't a foul. And I'm like, he tackled him. Of course it was a foul. <laughs> and the girls, I couldn't imagine doing that. So you'd think that I'm going to go to a place like, aren't girls nicer than boys? No, I'm going to go to a different, I'm going to take this from a different angle. Girls, we teach girls to be polite all the time and to not be assertive. We and teach to, them to be nice. We teach them to be nice. And that is not necessarily that good of a thing because these boys own their... Um, their say in a matter. And the girls are so quick to say sorry and courteous. And I'm not saying don't raise courteous. Oh, that courteous. is not where I thought you were going. I know. I thought you were going the other way. Well, I'm not I'm not saying uh, for the parents of daughters not to be courteous because that's important. But you, we also need to um, tell our daughters to say, no, you have a vote in this and you have a say in this. And the boys already know it. They are taught that it's okay to be more assertive. 
Do you know what I mean? I do, and and I don't think you're wrong. I just think there's a balance in there that is so difficult for people to get to uh, to understand. Like what you're just saying about the girls. Like a JC soccer game yesterday, a few girls fell down, and what I noticed. The, you know, girls on the opposing team, they would run into each other, and the other girl would extend her hand yes. and help the girl up. Good sportsmanship. That's good sportsmanship. So that sense of, I'm actually writing about this right now. This is what my blog is about, is about women and women and girls and girls, and how we do have this sense of nurturing each other and caring for each other, but that doesn't mean we can't be aggressive and assertive. Right. It just means that we can also have that fine line of where to well, where the, to draw that line and then to reach out for each other. You need to teach both ideas to both sexes. Right. You need to teach the boys to be more sportsmanlike because when I'm getting yelled at a referee as a referee from a sixth, sixth grade, grade boy, boy right. that is not good sportsmanship. No. I mean, sportsmanship is respecting your teammates, respecting your opponents, right. while at the same time doing everything you can within the rules of the game to win the game. Right. Um, and so we need to teach the boys to be more respectful and courteous and all that. And we need to counterbalance that, teach the girls to, you know to what? Get in there. Sometimes get in there. And sometimes, you know, I, I teach on the soccer field because I'm coaching soccer for JC. Um, you know, ladies, we always tell you guys to say please and thank you and all that other stuff on the soccer field. You don't need to do that. Mm -hmm. You go in and you get aggressive. We nicknamed our team the Blue Sharks. It means you go up in there and you get you attack the ball. Mm -hmm. And girls are sometimes they've gotten a message from the day they were born to be nice. Very true. And it's hard to teach um, soccer aggressive soccer players if they're taught to be nice. For the first nine years of their well, life. Well, and this is the way I look at it. The reason that I think you and I are both fans of team sports is because this is when they get the counterbalance. Right. This is when there's absolutely nothing wrong with teaching boys or girls. We won't focus on a gender to be kind, to be thoughtful, to to put their hand down when someone needs to get up, you mm -hmm. know, to have that sense of connectedness um, to other people. But then on the soccer field or in, on a baseball team or in whatever um, sport you're in, you have this opportunity to to um what's the word to understand competition right and understand um putting your get your head get down your head and down get in there, there and get in there and and ex uh, not exert yourself i don't know what the word i'm looking for Be just aggressive within the context of the rules of the game right and and because we're not teaching our daughters to be aggressive in any other facet of their life but on a soccer field on the basketball court on whatever lacrosse whatever be aggressive. Right. And it's, it's an, a, a very frustrating part of my coaching experience because sometimes these girls will let somebody else get it because they don't want to be mean or something like right. that. Right. Well, and part of that is learned, mm -hmm. and there is a little part of that that's nature. Yes, I know. I mean, there is a part of women, again, this is what I've been writing about all morning, so this is fresh on my mind, is that we are innately more nurturing. Agreed. Doesn't mean we're better. Doesn't mean that, you know, we overpower you guys. It just means we are innately more connected to that intuitive connection and nurturing of others. And men have it too, yeah. but society doesn't really embrace that right. as being a positive male characteristic or when they do, it's after they show them how strong they are. Well, and one of these days we should do a show about masculine and feminine energy and how each, I think we have, but we should do it we again. We should do it again because mm -hmm. we all have both. Mm -hmm. And even though it's weird for me as a guy to say I have feminine energy, you know, some guys will be like, oh, that must mean you bat for the other team or something like that. No, that's it's not. That's guys who are afraid. Right. So anyways. Um, but can, can we go on that note for one sure. second as far as masculine and feminine energy because people take those 
those words and mm-hmm. they put they only have one uh, way of understanding it. Even in something like, um, uh, you know, even in our words, like something that's very, um, I want to use the word like difficult or hard, mm-hmm. and then there's something that's more soft right. or less challenging. Sometimes that is, you can use the words that's masculine and feminine. Right. And it doesn't mean that women are only soft and mm-hmm. men are only, I don't right. want to use that word because it yes. becomes sexual. But you know what I mean? It doesn't mean those things. It's finding a balance of those things. But so the word masculine and feminine can mean more than just people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's Agreed. a descriptive of. Yeah. It's a characteristic. Yeah. And, and I, I had to educate myself by reading a book about it, but it made more sense. So. Well, it's kind of like when you and I have conversations, like you, you run some men's groups and I run some women's groups. And I know that when I'm running women's groups, I need to bring more masculine into the situation because it's a lot of feminine energy. Right. When you are with a bunch of men, you need to bring more feminine energy, not you become girly. Right. You need to bring a softness to it and openness. You can't rely and on openness. your Exactly. openness and women need to have a sense of ownership right. and so it's like we're trying to balance those things right. out and that's the beauty is we yeah. don't have to overpower each other right. we just need to embrace who we are and right. well when you mentioned the men's groups that i run which is something that i've been doing just for a few months but it's actually going splendidly well and mm-hmm. i got the inspiration based off of what something you did but um we are doing a workshop for men next month yes. i don't even know the date it's but. may 19th it's a saturday it's from three to five mm-hmm. so we're trying to do it after like most soccer you know, games, soccer and baseball before games dinner. and before dinner. Three to five. It's at the Daily Method in Elmhurst. Um, it's it's for dads raising girls right. who love themselves. It's called Raising Girls Who Love Themselves for Dads. Okay. So this is not for the moms. We did I did that last month. This time we're just going to talk to the dads. And, and this is the difficult stuff, dads. This is the stuff about talking to your daughters about sexuality, their body, um, what they want to do in life. And it may not be things that you understand, yeah. but you have to learn to understand these things if you want to stay connected. And it's about setting the foundation now so it's easier when they do become 13 or 14 or 17 right. that we have a path to connect with them so we're it's going to be exciting so you if you have a teenage daughter please come but if you have a baby who is a little girl who's one come because this is when you're learning how to how to make this connection and the earlier you do it the lot easier it is at 13 yes because if you've already established established this foundation there's not a lot of work to do well and i've already decided that the relationship that i have with my daughters when they're in their teenagers which seems to be the butt of all jokes because all everybody i talk to when they hear that i have three daughters i go wait till you're teenagers you want to travel all the time you're never going to want to be home with your kids and all that. Mm-hmm. And I've decided that I'm going to have an awesome relationship with all three of these girls through their teenage years. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that are laughing out loud. Well, right the thing is, is you're saying an awesome relationship. You didn't say an easy relationship. No. Because no relationship means that you just sit back and watch it. You've just decided it's going to be positive. Right. Regardless of the challenges that we face, you are going to keep that connection. All right. Number two. Give me your number two trick to be a better parent. Okay. When you're... This, you know, small thing, but think about it in the bigger picture. The small things are the big things. I know, I know. They are. They really are the simple stuff, right? Yes. When you're dropping your child off for school or when they're walking out the door to school or when they're going to the bus or when, you know, you're in whatever way you get your child to school, send them off with love in some way. Don't shoo them out the door. Try not to rush through everything. Try not to not, or uh, I won't say try not to, make eye contact with them. Tell them you hope they have a good day. Let them hug you for a minute longer if they want to. Understand that they're going to be away from you for eight hours. Mm-hmm. And and again, I'm talking about the small things here. You're going to think, oh, what, what difference is that going to make? Huge. Mm-hmm. If your child leaves you in a good state and you leave your child in a good state, imagine how that influences 
your day right. and their day. And imagine how... It's an opportunity to make a difference with a very small A team. very small thing. So what do you mean? Like give them a kiss before yeah, they get out well, of the car? Or just what do you be mean? conscious. Conscious of instead that, of that moment. Instead of listening to sports radio because I want to hear what's going on. <laughs> exactly. and But see, that's the thing. It's just a moment. Turn it down. You can be listening to the radio all morning long. You're cleaning the kitchen. The girls are about to leave. Turn it down. You are more important to me in this moment. Make eye contact. Make eye contact. Get down to their level. Give them a hug. Tell them they, they look nice or that their their eyes look bright or that you know, you're excited for their school day or that you think they're going to do great on their test. Like, take the second because then they walk out the door. Okay, so put those two things together. They wake up in the morning and you're in a content place again. I wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. I, I don't know if that's a good thing. No, we don't. Not. I really don't We won't say the next like line. Yeah, okay, yeah, I know. Um, but anyway... Kesha aside, you wake up in the morning and you, you know, give them a smile, you get a uh, love, a hug, and then you go on with your routine. Things may, you know, we're always running fast, but you take that minute, you're conscious of that. And then when they're leaving for school in whatever way that is, when they're walking out the door or whatever way, dropping them off, take a second. I, you know, I just see so much of that not happening. Right. <laughs> and um and it is I'm I'm sharing these with you because these are things I do. These are reminders. I'm not always hyper conscious of what I'm doing and I'm sometimes running on auto, autopilot, but there's a few times a day when I take a deep breath and be there. And um we were talking about this in our women's the raising women who love themselves or girls who love themselves workshop about times when we remember to be conscious in the moment. And my friend Lorna said that sometimes she, it's when she lights a candle she'll remember to breathe. Mm-hmm. Or at one point she said, When I walk over a threshold, mm-hmm. then I remember to breathe. And you, what was yours? Uh whenever the phone rings, the take phone a conscious rings, breath. Or breath. at red lights. Red lights. So choose a time for yourself to be conscious, but also choose those times with your children. And I think you're gonna see a huge difference. So that's number two. Number two. Very good. Um, this kind of plays into what you just said. When I was at this basketball tournament, I saw something that I'm sure happens all the time. I just, I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. There was a dad who was getting very frustrated with his like nine-year-old son and he had his finger in his face mm. and the kid was like, I don't know. I, and I don't know what happened before or after. All I could tell you is what I saw. And this father was just imposing his will upon this guy and then this little guy he's 10 year 10 years old and he had his finger in his face and he was yelling at him and then he like grabbed him really hard mm. and then he picked him up and he sat him in the chair really mm. hard and i'm just like you know maybe it's because i was in a good mood but like why is this really the best this guy knows how to do mm. well it is because he did it i, I mean I just, meaning i don't mean he's a bad guy i mean that's all he had and what moment. i said to myself you know, I'm, I'm saying this under my breath when I'm seeing this because I don't get involved. I, I, I say, remove him from the situation. Right. Instead, he's trying to deal in the situation, mm-hmm. in the chaos, and there's basketballs flying everywhere. And he's mm-hmm. just take him out right. and sit down with him and talk to him. Right. Instead, he was just imposing his will upon this mm-hmm. little guy. And I totally felt bad for this kid. Mm-hmm. Get him out. Parents, when you're about to go crazy, just remove yourself and this person from the situation and take a breath and speak calmly yeah if you can yeah and you you can even own up and say i am really frustrated right now 
and you know, like really be right. honest with your children. I am really struggling with what just happened because sometimes the th- choices our kids make can be really tough to right. handle. But I love what you just said about remove him from that area. You know, it's kind of like even though this isn't ex- the exact same thing, when parents when a child is frustrated and angry, and the parents try and solve it in that moment, right. your child's angry and they can't Forget hear it. you. Yeah, they're not hearing you. So what you need to do is back away from that situation. Um, you know, make sure that they're safe and back away until there's some sense of calmness because what happens if you try and go into that energy is you become angry too Mm -hmm. and so you're just fighting or if you have your partner is close by say listen you know what i can't deal with this switching it up hey you're on i can't deal with this because i'm not going to be a good dad Mm -hmm. if i deal with this in this moment Mm -hmm. you don't always have that opportunity but when the opportunity presents itself and your partner is there use that partner and say and walk away and that's why you need to be at this, on the same team because you're, as partners, you can't shame each other for cha- having challenges. Right. If you throw that back in your partner's face and say, well, you couldn't handle that this morning or I'm the better parent or any of that kind of crap, then right. you're, um, that's, that's deteriorating your partnership right. as far as parenting. You have to understand that sometimes we have difficult days. Like you, um, you, you know, you're just talking about the tournament, you know, this mm-hmm. great tournament that you were at. And you had such a good day, and you, you know, playing basketball, which you love. And you came home, and you were wiped. Oh, yeah. And anything the girls said, you were like, can't do it. Can't handle it. Yeah, I was exhausted. You were exhausted. But see, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I I totally understood. I have days like that where I've, you know, did you know did something in the morning, worked all day, and then I come home, and I'm like, I really don't I have I got it. nothing left for you. And you said that to the girls several times. You don't ask me to do that. I don't have nothing right now. Right. And I was present, so I could take over those things but they if you do not acknowledge that in yourself if you are not honest and vulnerable enough to say i really don't have anything left then your children are going to get it yeah they're going to get the brunt of everything you're feeling and um that's not their fault okay um well we i want to talk about one other thing because we um talk about how everything we see on the news is negative and blah 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 you and i don't happen to watch the local news because of the negativity and at this tournament, my friend and his wife started it because um, her dad died of cancer. So this was a fundraiser to raise money for cancer research and all that other stuff. And she was just so sweet in her – she grabbed the microphone in the middle of the tournament and she started crying and saying cancer's got to stop. And she was affected by this loss of her dad and all that. Yeah, all of us, you know. And, yeah, yeah and she's like, so everybody in this room has been affected by cancer. But what moved me as much as anything else, she was so appreciative of me and the rest of the guys that volunteered to help run this tournament. And honestly, it was it was something – A pleasure. Oh, it was a total pleasure. And she was like, felt like she was so in debt to us when in fact we should be in debt to her because she gave us the opportunity to help out and feel valued and feel validated and feel like we're making a difference. And when I hear like the world's going to hell in a handbag, I say BS because Mm -hmm. there was a million tournaments over the weekend where people volunteered their time and service to do something, yet that's not newsworthy. What's newsworthy is all the bad stuff that happens, and it's just know that we do live in a good world, Mm -hmm. and there are people that will jump at the opportunity to help somebody else. It's just it just drives me crazy that it's not newsworthy. So I have this little platform of this podcast, and I'm here to say that 
There is so many good things that people do for one another. Well, and you create your reality by what you look at and what you focus on. And you once you create that reality, that's the energy that you carry. And so that's what you have to share. So if you make a decision to focus on the negative and challenging things, the things you see on the news often, which aren't even really fully true, mm -hmm. definitely the things you read in magazines, which are often created, um, and some things that can be difficult you know we have experiences in our life but even the most difficult experience even someone who has cancer and who's struggling with that there's this is going to sound strange to some people there's beauty in it mm -hmm. there's realization of connection there's realization of who we are there's uh, it's not something we wish for or want it's not something anyone deserves right. it's just something where sometimes people are so become alive right. because of the challenge they faced with cancer. They And the family wakes up and everyone realizes how much they mean to each other and that's seeing the love in something. Yep. It's not saying I want that. It's not wishing it on other people. It's If it's there, you got to you know find that beauty. And you, know, you and I have been challenged to do that several times in our life. Um, and so focusing on the love, no matter where it is, that's the energy you'll carry and that's what you'll spread. So you got to, you know, as we said last week, you got to take responsibility for the energy that's right. that's that you right. bring. So I want you to do your third tip, but before that, let's uh, pay some uh, words to our sponsors, to mm -hmm. our partners. Our rockin' sponsors. Um, Poofin um, is our soft, cuddly, star-shaped pillow. And JC uh, did her first uh, overnight camp trip on Saturday, and she brought her Poofin and the charms. She had pictures of us on them, and she was so psyched to have it. Mm -hmm. So for all the camping trips this summer, right. you guys should get a Poofin. Poofin.com. Um, and then Avid Company is the uh, local company here in the Chicagoland area that does painting and remodeling and rehabbing. Everything. Putting on doors, sinks, That's right. Know, so basements. Give them a call. Their number is 630-956-1800. It's avidco.net. And last but certainly not least is Our Tree of Life Chiropractor. Favorite chiropractor, Dr. Kelly. Um, Chirotree.com. Um, you know, she... Uh, takes care of our whole family and we're healthier and uh, more what's the word I'm looking for wellness we have greater we have better wellness because we get sick less often yes. because of Dr. Kelly yes so and mentally then, and physically we're better and she tweaks me when I get a bad neck too which mm -hmm. is good so anyways she's good tree of life so what's your third tip so my third tip it's funny I changed my third tip mid mid show and my third tip is this when you are disciplining your child, when your child has frustrated you, that is a moment to become conscious. Mm -hmm. I was going to say before bed, but it's interesting because you were saying you ran out of steam before bed, um, even though that's still another time to become conscious so they can drift off to sleep, you know, right. feeling good. I really think that the most important time is when your child has done something that you don't approve of or something they were told not to do. That is the moment to wake up and be conscious of what you're about to do and to take a deep breath and you, they are still going to have a consequence. They are still going to hear your disappointment and you know the challenges you have but you're doing it from a more awake place because if you do it on autopilot you're going to say things you don't mean and your child is going to integrate things that aren't true that's right and so take a deep breath walk away and um it's all about breathing yeah well and it's all about you know realizing that that's love in the moment you know that is being able to um wake up in that moment when your child has frustrated you the most and this is hard because, you know, we were just talking uh, in my women's group the other night about how sometimes it's 
feels good to wallow in anger. Mm-hmm. Have you, do you know what I mean by that? I think so. Like even though we nobody really likes anger, we feel very justified in it. And we feel mm-hmm. like we're winning. Right. You know, someone else is wrong. Right. We're right. So with our child, it's very easy to be like, they're wrong. I'm going to be angry. They're the ones who did this to me. And that, you, you want to talk about an opportunity to be conscious. There you go. You That's know? your best. In, in, in that sense, our children are our teachers because they give us opportunities many times to become conscious because they could be so darn frustrating. Um, and I'll give an example of that in my tournament of bad, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But oh, so I can't go on another tangent about kids? You no, want to talk about things? No more tangents. Okay, go ahead. Um, first thing is um, I'm going to introduce a new segment mm. to the show mm-hmm. called What We All Need to Know About What Happened in the World of Sports. Oh, boy. Then we need another 20 minutes. So the White Sox pitcher Phil Umber pitched a perfect game on Saturday. And for those of you that don't know what a perfect game is, it's when 27 men come up to the plate and 27 men leave before getting to first base. And who deserves a lot of credit for that perfect uh, game? A.J. Przinsky. AJ. That's Kathy's favorite White Sox player. So that was awesome. And then Saturday night we stayed up to watch the Blackhawks game. Awesome game. And Jonathan Taze hit a game winner in overtime, the, the upper left-hand corner. <laughs> Todd has watched that that replay. that replay about a hundred times. He's like, I can't get sick of it. So um, I just think it's important to share what's going on in the world of sports. And Cubs won. Yeah, the Cubs, and, let's, you know. Whatever. Oh, come on. We're in Chicago. You know. And the Bulls won. Bulls and won. Derek Rose is back. That's right. And, the yeah, the playoffs are coming up shortly for the Bulls. So um, it's an exciting time to be in Chicago sports. It is. Um, and then Tournament of Bad. The one thing I want to talk about Tournament of Bad is, um, and these are things that annoy me, my day-to-day observations as a person going through life. When we leave a restaurant, many times our kids will say that they're hungry. <laughs> totally. and, and I don't understand why that is. We literally, especially um, especially Skyler, will be like getting up, cleaning up the food. We've been sitting there for an hour. They, we've ordered them food, and then we're leaving, and they're like, I- I'm hungry. Right. Can I have so-and-so when I get home? And we're like, are you kidding? We just ate. Yeah, we just ate. Um, and then the other thing is, is both good and bad, body pillows. Good. No. I love my body pillow. Body pillows are good in that they're, cushy. you know, cushy, but it literally is a divider between you and I in bed. Yes. And it's harder for us to, I'm not talking about sex, just right. I'm talking about snuggling and hugging and all Sweating. that because there are, there's something. There's a boundary. There's something interfering yeah. with our ability to do You're that. You're right. You're right. Well, so, and we talk about this quite often and I've been better about moving it, but see, I really. You always, why don't you put the body pillow on the other side? I did. That's what I did last Good. night. Remember? You need to start doing Remember that. I said, I can't see you. My body pillow right. goes in the way. And then I'm like, I'll pick it up it's, and put it on the other side. It's a little obstacle in between us. I know. At a time when, you know, we're going to spend eight hours next to each other right. and you know energetic connection, connection and all that other stuff right, right. so body pillow on the outside of the beds okay from okay. now on I, i'm in and for those of you who don't have a body pillow i highly recommend you get one because they are awesome, <laughs> they are awesome. we have two yes we do so um that's all i have okay me too i'm so glad you guys joined us we will talk to you all next week okay have a great week